Lukuta Sichas Chelikutes, the Sicha and Simchas Taira. Quite to do Shas Meir Chami Admor, the Friediger Rebbe, my father in law, the Friediger Rebbe, had a mole gezogged in a Simchas Taira Dikas Sicha, once said in a Sicha, which he said in Simchas Taira, that he, he said as follows Simchas Taira is an entarim Sichin, on Simchas Taira the gates are open, as an often the Shari Eira. The gates of light are open. Shari bracha, the gates of blessing are open. Shari atzlocha, the gates of success are open. All the gates are open. And how do you get whatever they have to offer? Through Torah. That's his statement. The words of our Rabbeim are, of course, very particular and specific. So from the fact that the Rebbe chooses these three specifically, Shari Oira, the gates of light, Shari Brocha, the gates of blessing, and Shari Atzlocha, the gates of success, even though, as he says immediately following that, all the gates are open. So then why does he enumerate these three? Is Muchach, from this it's clear, as the Iker Uftum of Simchas Torah, that the main um, novelty of Simchas Torah, what Simchas Torah accomplishes, is, was dan sein and often didrei sh'orim, is that these particular three gates are open. That's how Simchas Torah is expressed. Darf me verstehen, so we have to understand, was is the Shaykhaz Mirchedes? What is the specific connection from didrei sh'orim to Torah? Of these three gates, light, Blessing and success to Torah. Noch mehr davon verstehen. We have to understand even more. Says Yedua, it's well known as the Sheishes from Eberishes and the Kereg the Shita Al Fishnin, that the six days of creation correspond to the six thousand years which make up the uh, the time frame of the world. The world will exist for six thousand years. Each day of the creation corresponds to one of those thousand, one of those millennium. Is from them was briasa oir is given by emerishon. So from the fact that the creation of light happened on the first day, far dem yom ashlishi versus connected them elaf ashlishi, which comes of course before the third day, which is corresponds to the third millennium. In velchus is given 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 The matan teira happened in the third millennium, and so the creation of light comes before that, before the first, the third millennium. Is muhrach lachaira, so therefore we have to say as that inyum from Shariaira is nit uphanging gitaira. That the the light is not dependent on Taira. Light was created on the first day, which corresponds to the first millennium when there was no Taira. The Taira only came in the third millennium. So the light must not be dependent on Torah. It's not dependent on the Torah being there. It was created before Torah. The same is true for the, ble- the gates of blessing. What's the connection? We know as any from the time in was the Torah One of the reasons that the Torah begins with the letter Beis from the word Bereshis is that Beis is the Loshon is Loshon Bracha because the Beis represents Bracha. That's why it was started with a Beis. In other words, that right at the beginning of creation, the very first word, in fact, already expresses bracha, blessing. So then why is blessing dependent on Torah? It came well before Torah came about. The Shaila is noch greser, and the question is even greater. We know the rule. The, the cloud, the, that the world, the Abishta created the world where everything was in its full, fully developed state. Which means generally that, uh, let's say, a tree, the, Hashem created a fully grown tree rather than a seed that will develop into a tree or a sapling that will eventually become a tree. He created a fully developed tree like He created Adamarishan as a full uh, adult person. So according to this, it comes out as the inyan abracha was in the rumors in the base of Bereshis that the idea of bracha, which is alluded to in the base of Bereshis, ishem be'es abriy given be'meluyid. The bracha was not just the potential for blessing, a seed of blessing, but it was a fully developed bracha. 
on Azoi, Eich Benigayet Sa'ed, and the same would be true also for the light that was created, that it was also fully developed light, without having to depend on Torah. The Yisaita Mizu, and even more so, for Adar Abel, is is doch der Eir Shenivra B'yemer Rishin given on Agbolus. In fact, the light that was created on the first day of creation is a much greater light than the light that we have today, that came later, that would have been influenced by Torah. That uh, as our sages tell us that a person was able, or Adam Rishon was able to look by the light that was created on the first day, he was able to see from one end of the world to the other end of the world. So the light that was there on the first day was a much greater light than any other light. Thus haste, in other words, so in other words, not only is the idea, the general idea of light and bracha not dependent on Torah, because it came before, even the light and the bracha, as they are in their perfect state, are not even dependent on Torah. So then why does the Friedrich Rebbe say that in order to capture light and bracha, as well as atzlacha, is dependent on Torah. Base. It would seem that we could explain this in this way. That the perfection of the creation as it is from its own, on its own. From the perspective of the creation. Including the way it was at its right, at it, right at its beginning as the world was created, fully developed, is thus all, all of those perfections are all limited. And therefore not a true shlemus, because it's all from the perspective of creation. It's all a perfection as it is understood within creation. And that's why the Friedrich Rebbe says that the uh, gates of blessing and the gates of of, uh, of uh, light are captured through Torah because when he talks about light and blessing here he's talking about the true perfection of light and blessing as they are in their true perfection in other words as they come from Hashem the way he understands perfection, not the way the creation understands perfection, but since he is the truly perfect, and therefore when he gives something and it comes from him, it's truly perfect. perfect. And therefore that kind of perfection we get only through Teira. Because as is known, we know that Matan Torah accomplished that there, it took away the separation between the upper and the lower, which means now Hashem's influence can be un, uh, felt and experienced in the world as well. So therefore now, because of Torah, we're able to experience the perfection of Eira and Bracha as they come and as they are understood from that perspective. And that's what he means. That is uh, captured through Torah. So that might be an explanation. But their beer is nishmaspik, but this explanation is not enough yet. Vile because. Lefize. Because according to this, is Iker Chosem and Asefer. The main thing is missing from that statement. Vibald, as the Kolosinia from Eirum Baracha, since the general idea of light of Eirum Baracha, and Afil of Yisrael, even as they are in their perfect state within creation. Zayin and Da Eichin Torah. They are also in Torah. Hat megedavt madgish zayin as oich as durch Torah nemt men the Torah and bracha v'zayin v'tzach shleimus habayra ekiyetzabe. He should have said that through Torah you get the perfection of Torah and bracha as they are from Hashem's perspective. That makes that's a big difference. Since the perfection, at least from the perspective of the creation of Eira and Bracha are found in Torah itself so there is already that perfection even before we get to Torah so he should have he, there is a need to express that we're talking here about a completely different level of Eira and Bracha and he doesn't mention anything like that number two 
the reason that Simchas Torah, the celebration of completing the Torah, restarting the Torah, celebrating the Torah, was chosen in the conclusion of Chagasukas, in other words, following Yom Kippur, and not that it should take place on Shavuos, which is the time of Matan Torah. The reason for that is because the celebration of Simchas Torah is connected with the second Luchas which were given on Yom Kippur which have an element of double blessing or double um, salvation connected to them the second Luchas have an additional level even over the first Luchas in a certain sense so, and that's what we're celebrating on Simchas Torah since the words of the Frigi Rebbe that this is taken through Torah they come as a continuation to the beginning of that statement that on Simchas Torah the doors are open so it's understood that when he concludes that by saying you take it, you capture it with Torah of course he's referring to Torah specifically as it is experienced on Simchas Torah that's what we're talking about in other words Torah as it is understood or what was added to Torah as a result of the second Luchas and since that's the case even if we should say that when he says and so on he's talking about the perfection as they are on, uh, from the perspective of the creator a truly infinite perspe- um, perf- perfection is doch so then, for that, even to get that kind of perfection, it's enough to have Torah viziz mitzad luchas arashonis, as Torah was received through the first luchas, because that's when the separation between the upper and the lower was created, and therefore now we have access to the perspective of Hashem through Torah as it is on Shavuos. So then the question is, why is this capturing Shari Oira and Shari Bracha. Why is it connected Dafka to Simchas Torah, which is connected Dafka to the second Luchas? This is something that we should be able to capture on, on um, Shvuas by Matan Torah. You don't need Luchas in order to capture that perfection. Gimel Vetman Das Vashtein. So we'll understand this. Bahagdim Vasa Simchas Torah Gefint Mendrayin Yonim by first ex- explaining that in Simchas Torah we find three elements in Simchas Torah. Those three elements are similar and are reflected in the three gates that we're talking about, Shari Oira, Shari Brocha, and Shari Atzlocha. In the idea of the second day of Yom Tev, which is a day that we celebrate only in Golos, there are two elements to the second day of Yom Tev. Number one, the fact that the second day Yom Tev comes as a result of the first day Yom Tev, that's the day that Hashem declared in the Torah should be a Yom Tev, and we celebrate a second day as in derivative of the first day of Yom Tev, because we don't know for sure, and so on, it derives from the first day of Yom Tev. A second element is, in in there's something unique and special even over the first day of Yom Tov in the second day of Yom Tov which is expressed by the statement that the words of the Chachamim of the sages is, are even sweeter to me there is a, something about the, the Chachamim's institutions the, the things that they instituted that are even more dear to us than the things that are in the Torah itself which is Azachmas and Ishtabiyam and that's something that the first day of Yom Tov doesn't have. It doesn't have that element of the Chachamim instituted this. So that is there by every Yom Tov Sheni, which Simchas Torah is, of course, a Yom Tov Sheni Shulgolius. Azoy is da by Yedi Yom Tov Sheni. So that's true for every second day Yom Tov. But Simchas Torah kum tabetzu adritarini, and on Simchas Torah we have yet a third element. Um, Vigaret kam upon as discussed many times. As from them was as hot as hot as the fact that this day 
doesn't share the name of the first day like it would be the second day Shemini it's just like the second day Sukkot it doesn't have its own distinct name it's the second day of the whatever the Yom Tov is called but here it has a new name Simchas Torah so from that is Muchach it's clear as is hot in Zich that it has something in addition to the fact that it is the second day of Yom of Shmini Atzeres, that it has something more that it has something of its own, which is expressed in Yufin and That's why it has its separate name because it has something about it which is not a follow-up to Shmini Atzeres, and wouldn't be captured by naming it the second day of Shmini Atzeres. And just like by the idea of Yom Tashen, even though the second day is only with the Rabbonah, is Adarabah, but that makes it even more special. Because it's with the Rabbonah, that gives it an, a, certain, um, a certain aura which is even greater than the first day. Okay, now, as we said before, that the words of the Chachamim are even sweeter to us than the words of the Torah itself. So the same is true also for the third element of Simchus Torah. So that even though the, midst, the, the whole celebration of Simchus Torah is not an obligation, it's, not, uh, it's certainly not in the Torah, even other Rabbonon it's not. What is it then? It's not a minig, it's only a minig. It's a custom that this is what we do. Koloshna Zayir, as the Zayir expresses it. The Noigin, Lumabad Yisrael, and the custom is that the Yidin do Ima together with the Torah. Chedva, they do a celebration, Biskira, Simchas Torah, and it's called Simchas Torah. So therefore, the Simchas Torah is not even a, a Drabbanon, it's only a Minig, which is another step. So, but because this itself, the fact that it's a minig, is in in If this brings with it a, even a greater level, even more than the first two, which is the Raisa and the Rabbanon, is explained in a number of places. In that a minig has a certain something about it which is even which is even lacking in a Dairaisa and even in the Rabbanon. A minig has a third, even a deeper level, which can be explained briefly as there are certain things which are obligated to do, and therefore everybody rises to that occasion. But then there are things which, let's say in a relationship, the person that you're in a relationship with doesn't it's not essential to the relationship. But if the person that you're with wants that even if, if the person doesn't say it, you just know that they want it, you'll do it. So that's like a medivrei seifrim. The Torah doesn't demand it. But you know that this is something that would be pleasing to Hashem. Because the Chachamim said so. So it has a third element. Then there are things which the person doesn't even express. You just intuited that this would be something special to that person. And if you follow up on that, and if you bring that to the relationship, that's an even deeper expression of your deep connection to that person. And therefore, a minag is not even something that the Chachamim required, but it is something that Hashem certainly, He didn't even allude to it through the Chachamim. It's just something that you know is the right thing. So that expresses an even deeper relationship with Hashem when a Yid does a minag. These three things, we find it in Simchas Torah itself. The way he described it now was the first day Yomtev, the second day Yomtev, which is the Rabbanon, and then in Simchas Torah itself, there's a minig that we do on the second day of Yomtev. But even in Simchas Torah itself, we have that division of three different levels. From the Nomes Simchas Torah, Torah Stam is Muchach. The fact that we call it Simchas Torah, it's clear, as the Simcha is Fabunim et Torah Bechlal, that the, connect, the, the celebration is connected to Torah, Torah in general. That Torah was given to us from the first Luchas. That's how we received the Torah, connected to the first Luchas. Still, is Kittel Elsiv Beis, as he mentioned before, the Tam was 
Simchas Torah is Nikka Gevara Mishmini Atzeres. The reason that Simchas Torah was the, the um, is celebrated on Shmini Atzeres the day after on Nishbech Hagashvuas and not on Shvuas. While the Simcha for Simchas Torah is Fabuna Beikim and Luchas Shniyas. The reason for that is, as we said before, that Simchas Torah is connected more to the second Luchas than to the first. Because the Luchas Shniyas Zainen in Torah Shvixav Gufa Bedugmas Divri Seifrim. That the second Luchas, even within Torah itself even within Teirah Shabbat they could be compared to the words of the Chachamim. There was the original Luchas, which were the Abish, the giving the Teirah. Then, because of the Cheta Egel, there was a, it got compromised. So therefore, we had a second turn, a second chance, and we received the second Luchas through Tshuva, and so on. In other words, the secondary level, similar to the idea of the Mitzvah's the Rabbanon. So Simchas Torah represents Torah as the original Luchas. Then the second Luchas, the fact that it's celebrated, uh, or the Rabbanon, the fact that it's celebrated after Yom Kippur rather than after Shavuos. Uh, and then the Inyan from Simchas Torah Gufa, you have the Simchas Torah itself. The fact that the Yidin celebrate the Torah in an, uh, is a minig Yisrael. This is a minig as I said before. The Zayir says the minig to make a celebration. So in Simchas Torah itself, on that day itself, we have all three elements. The and since a minig reaches even higher than Torah itself, the Torah Shabbat and of course it reaches even higher than the, the Rabbanon, as he explained before, the Farzog, the Zayr. That's why the Zayr Sebamshot Tzunayigin, this Kiriya Simchas Torah, after he says that they, the Yidin make a, have a minute to celebrate with the Torah, and it's called Simchas Torah. He continues and says in the Zayr, O Ma'atron delay and they adorn the Sefer Torah with its crown. That the, the, the Simchas Torah celebration is with the crown of the Torah. Meaning, as noch them, undurg them, that after and because of, that the Yidin have the minute to make a celebration, machen zei akeset to Torah. They bring a crown to the Torah, not just a literal silver crown that's on the Torah, but they bring the the Torah, they adorn it with a crown, meaning a spiritual crown as well. As we know that the crown of Torah is what sits on top of the Torah, meaning it's a level higher than the Torah itself. Even then the Torah, that is the higher level of Torah, which comes out through the second Luchas. The crown of the Torah is even higher than that, and that happens as a result of the minig of Simchas Torah. Hey, the beer was there to explain this. The town was the luchas shniyas, and in hecha from the luchas v'shainis kiflayim l'tushia. The reason why the second luchas are higher than the first, as is expressed by kiflayim l'tushia, double the salvation, is vile. The zainin gikum and durcha avodas atshuba from Eden is because the luchas shniyas were given to us as a result of the tshuva that the Eden did over the chet eagle on the sheirish from the shamis yisrael the hecha from Torah. And therefore, in other words, it comes, it's, it comes from the Yidin. It was stimulated, it was drawn down through the Yidin's Aveda. And the, the Neshama of the Yid is higher than Torah. And therefore, it brings forth a higher level than the original Torah. But since in the end, even though it was stimulated, it happened as a result of our Aveda, but still it was given Mumaila. Hashem still gave the Luchas the Aveda of the Yidin the Tshuva was the reason why Hashem decided to give the second set of Luchas but the Luchas itself themselves were given Mumaila. That's why the, even the second luchas are also connected to Torah, meaning to what Hashem gives. And which Neshamas Yisrael even higher than that. Nor in Torah, but even within Torah, there is the first luchas which are Torah, the second luchas which are still Torah, still given by Hashem, not something that we you know, that the Yidin create or the Yidin bring out 
it's still something that the Eivishter gives. So in those two different types of levels of Torah, the second the luchas are higher. Because they come as a result of the tshuva of the yidn. Mashain can the minig. Whereas when we talk about the minig lemevet yisroli mechedva, where the yidn make the celebration with the Torah, which is the minig of simchas Torah, vibald as the ganze inyan kum from yidn. Since that whole thing comes from the yidn, originates from the yidn. The far tutzich oiv durdem the kesatayda. That's why that reaches that brings out the the crown of tayda. But the sechavatayda which goes beyond tayda. Even higher than Torah, as it is by the second Luchas, this comes all from the Yidin, and therefore it ties into the Neshamas Yisrael, which is, by, in, in its nature, higher than Torah. And that's why the, the Simchas Torah, the meaning of Simchas Torah, brings out the Kesa Torah, that level which transcends Torah altogether. Vav. And that's the connection between Simchas Torah and these three gates. Because these three things as brought out in Simchas Torah itself, which is Torah B'chlal, the general idea of Torah, and then the fact that Simchas Torah is after Yom Kippur, which brings out that it's the second Luchas, and then the Minig, the Minig, which is that the Yidin celebrate, they correspond to light, blessing, and success. The is what is the difference? The simple difference between light and blessing. When you give somebody a bracha, is the the uh, the intent, the focus. When you give somebody a bracha, the focus is the person being blessed. Whatever they need, you give them a blessing and whatever they need. As erzo bakumendem teichen abrocha that the receiver should receive the blessing, unhaben der funatayelos and have some benefit from the blessing. That's the focus of the idea of abrocha. Mashenkin oir. Whereas when we talk about light, is fabuna nishmed the teelos and mekabel. Light doesn't focus on the receiver, nor mitten teva hamor. Light is a result, a natural result of a source of light when it shines. It gives off light. It doesn't know and it doesn't care who's at the receiving end. So it's all about the one bestowing the light. Whereas bracha, it's all about the person receiving the bracha. Therefore, one, the, uh, the definition of air is, first of all, it comes not by the effort of the moir. It's something which comes as a byproduct of the moir, of the source of light. It's not that the source of light has to get involved in bestowing light. It just, the, the source of light exists as a, as a source of light. And therefore the light emits from it automatically on its own without the effort of the source of light having to send forth the light. And even more so, the sun shines upon everything in the world. It doesn't distinguish between the palace of the king and a bathroom. That it even illuminates a garbage dump, just like the palace of the king. Even though there is no benefit, there is no real need to illuminate a garbage dump. But the light comes on its own, and therefore everyone gets automatically. It's not about the receiver. It's about the emitter of light. And that's the connection between the first luchas and the second luchas as they relate to light and blessing. When Hashem gave the first luchas, the emphasis was mostly the fact that it was given from Hashem. As the it wasn't necessary that the Yidin should rise up to the level where they could understand the Torah, they could uh, relate to the Torah, they could receive it, the fact that the Torah through this, by, by 
by uh, hearing and understanding and relating, you become one with the Torah. But that was not the focus of the giving of the Torah at that time. When a person understands Torah, then they become one with the Torah. That was not the focus. And that's why, in other words, the Yidden were not expected to rise to a level where they could relate to the Torah in its perfect, you know, in a perfect way. Not at all. They were given the Torah even though they weren't ready. And that's why, in the end, they didn't capture it fully. Which, of course, led to the uh, ego, because the Yidden didn't capture the Torah. And therefore, as soon as the Matan Torah was over, they lost the level had, that they had been on when Matan Torah happened, and therefore it could allow for an eagle. And that's why the first luchas are connected to the idea of light. It's about giving. Hashem was giving, even though the Yidden weren't really ready to receive that fully. While the Adgoshe is in Oir, is Kanal, but this is Meir, Moir is Meir. Because light means that the source of light is giving is emitting light. Hashem emitted the Torah. Were the Yidden ready to receive the Torah? It wasn't so. And the Zayinah the Luchas The second Luchas are very different. Why were they given the second Luchas? Because they did their Avaidah. They did Shuva. Because the Yidin the Tshuva, Hashem decided that He should give them the, because of their Avayda, He gave them the, the second Luchas. In other words, now the focus, the emphasis was that the Yidin have to be given the Torah again. They have to be able to receive it. They did the Avayda to be able to, to, to receive it. To absorb it, on mitam says, and the luchas shnei is fabunim mitshare bracha, and that's why the second luchas are connected more with bracha. Bracha is about the person receiving the blessing. Vidad goshi is in in oifenam is oifem is baruch, as we said before that in bracha the emphasis on the person uh, is on the person being blessed. That as obekum and bracha that he should be able to receive and benefit from the bracha. Vibal da soif meisav machshavat chila. And since, ultimately, Hashem's original thought, it, the way it originates is for the purpose of how it's going to end up. The real focus, the real purpose of Hashem giving the Torah is that it should get down to the Yidden. That's ultimately the real purpose. As the Gavana Pnimis in is, that even when Hashem was Mamshuk the Eir of Torah, in the first giving of the Torah, it was about... Um, the purpose even in the first giving of the Torah was that ultimately it should be received and it should be uh, captured and it should be, the Yidin should become one with it and that they should internalize it in Kalim that's why the second luchas are seen as higher than the first luchas because even when Hashem gave the Torah the first time of course the ultimate purpose was that it should become one with the Yidin at some further point at some eventual point so that's the real uh, intent of giving the Torah and therefore the luchas shniyas express the purpose of Torah more even than the first luchas Zion, the Pnimius Apirush in Saif Maizem Machshavet Chila, the real meaning, the depth of the meaning of the uh, whatever ends up happening is what the original intent was. That's the simple meaning of Saif Masa, whatever ends up being done is what was the original plan for it when it was uh, originally conceived. But the inner meaning of it is nisht ados vosmenot gevolt betchilas amachshav akum tareis in the gemara siya is not simply, merely that that which you wanted when you originated the thought was is what it actually ended up happening. Not as the soif as akum tareis from the rasiya laachri a deeper understanding of it is that whatever happens after it gets the, all is said and done. The result of what you see, what you get after it's all said and done, the langt in 
reaches back to the very origin of something, that which came even before the thought, before it was a, uh, conceptualized. Even before you began to think of it. In other words, the normal understanding of that is what you originally thought, planned, is realized at the very end when you, find, when you get the last act is really what, now I have what I wanted, what I planned for. You want to know what the plan was originally, look at what the last thing you do. After you get what you planned, there's nothing more to do. That's the simple meaning of it. There's a deeper meaning which is that that which happens after the last act happens, what it leads to, that's what tra- uh, goes back to even before the first thought, the first actual thought of it, there is something which transcends the thought. That's the tchila. The seif is what happens after the last thing that you do. As I'll explain. Uvimizog the dogma of them, as the marshal for this is given, from an uman was named zichton amalocha, from a craftsman that is starting to do a job. He wants to take on a project. And the, the project, whatever he did, it came out beyond his expectation. Perfectly. More than he could have imagined. In other words, that it was a successful, it was successful, not just he did it and it came out okay, it, he got what he wanted. Sometimes it just comes out so perfectly, it was a successful thing. That's expressed in the word Hatzlacha. It doesn't mean that a person, when he plans to do a certain project, he planned that it's going to come out in this absolutely fantastic, unbelievable way. Nobody can plan for something like that. That's just something that happens. Because that's something that you can't know that it's going to be terrifically successful. The only thing that he can do is, he can say, I will do my best. I will put my best effort into this. And therefore, when it turns out that it's so great, even more than he imagined when he started doing this, when he started thinking about it, it came out successfully, that's what it means when you have something that is very successful that the end product is more than you thought it would end up it went even further than that it was successful it was perfect that goes back even more than you planned it goes back to before your plan because you can't plan for perfection you can only per- plan for what the best that you can do the fact that it turns out perfect means that it is even better than you originally thought. So that's why the soif, the, the slacha that you have, goes back to be tchila um, even before tchila. Or rather, even before machshava, it's the tchila is higher than the machshava. So that's what Hatzlocha means, success. Remember, that's the third gate that we're talking about. That's what success means in the uh, human uh, situation. Ches, in a similar way, the same thing is true also for what we would call, we would term Hatzlocha in the higher realm. Since everything that, that, evolved, that we have down here came from its spiritual source. So therefore, whatever Hatzlacha is here must be similar to, uh, to what it is in the, in the upper realm. So what is it there? The dira leyes barach, vasidin tuun of durzer avayda, the dira that the Yidin accomplished, bring about through our avayda, is betachos atay b'yayser, bederach Hatzlacha, turns out to be perfect, even more than could have, they could have imagined. It's called Hatzlacha. Even better than Hashem planned at the beginning of his machshaba, the way he envisioned the world, there is a certain vision that he had for the world. The dirabatahtainim that the Yidn accomplished it transcends even that, it goes even better than Hashem envisioned. 
canal. As he said before, Agamas is poshet as does gufa the didus ozay metachas atay be yosei is the kavana as abriyah metchila. Even though, of course, Hashem, when He envisioned the world, of course He wants it to be in the most perfect state possible in what we would call atzlocha. But it's not something that is an expectation. It's not something that you could plan for. But the fact that it turns out to be Ba'atzlocha is not the machshava that Hashem had for it. That's the tchila, the thing which in His true will and desire, He wants it to come out perfect. But when He begins to think about it and to begins to plan it and envision it, it goes down to a lower level. Something that you can expect somebody can be successful at. But not the kind of atzlocha which is transcendent of the original thought. The beer and the So to explain this at least in short, briefly, the tachlos hagavana is what is the ultimate purpose? Is as yidden zolamachin the didavatayinim zurich zeir avoda avoda b'kayachatzmam. Hashem wants that the yidden should create a didavatayinim through their own efforts. That's the ultimate purpose. The yidden should do it through their own efforts. And since the will that Hashem had to create worlds, even the is all within the context of creation. So all of it is within the context of the of the creation, and has to have its impact on the creation. The riba, therefore, is od di kavana. This kavana, which is from the savakas baruch aliyus leidir v'tachtainim, that the fact that Hashem's dira should be created during the avodah for nidin ganzim mekayach atzmam, that it should happen fully, exclusively through the avodah of the yidden themselves. Nishta rab gitrogni varnin tchilos amachshava from the bria. This idea that Hashem wants it to happen through the avodah of yidden doesn't come that that is not part of the machshava of Dirabadakhtainam, of the Oilamas, of the creation. Nor is This idea that it should happen all through the Avaid of the Yidden, that remains hidden, unexposed, unrevealed in that part which is called Tchila, the thing which is not revealed in the Machshava in what actually is the way Hashem thinks about what the creation should look like. The, this inner meaning of it remains removed from the actual carrying out of creation, even the planning of creation. Because Tchila is higher, transcends even Tchila the original intent. Azoi, as the kavana pelt nishlomata in the dirlo is baruch vet ugeton in ganzen dur the avoda from idem bekechatzmam. In other words, that this fact that Hashem wants it to be through the kayach of the yidden, that power that Hashem invests into the creation that it should come through the avoda of the yidden, that remains hidden and removed from creation. And therefore, when the yidden actually carry out the the dirbetachtainim through their own efforts it's truly through their own efforts uninfluenced by the fact that Hashem wanted this originally of course that's what he wanted originally but that never gets revealed into the world because that's the tchila which doesn't get down to the machshava so therefore when the Yidden do the Aveda through through their own efforts that's happening fully through their own efforts Completely uninfluenced by the fact that this is really what the tchila is. When the mit is moving, so therefore we understand that those was eden firin oiz the tachos hakavana from the sabbath because baruch aliyus leidirvetachtainim that when the eden fulfill this tachos hakavana that there should be a dirvetachtainim and they do it through their own efforts is as in an oifim from atzlocha. That's what's called atzlocha beyond anything you could imagine. It's something that is never revealed into the creation of the world, into the cycle of creation, that it has to come from the Avedas, uh, from the Koyach of the Yidden. Since that Kavana, that it has to come by Koyach Atzmam, never gets revealed into the plan of creation. Not even in the... Uh, 
The Tchila Samachshavavir calls this is the transcendent Tchila itself. And therefore, when the Yidin actually accomplish through their own efforts, that's called Hatzlocha. That's something unexpected totally. It's not even in the plan of creation as the plan was implanted in the creation. This is something which is transcendent that never made its way, the kavana of it never made its way into creation. And that's why it's called Hatzlocha. It's a bit of a subtle uh, idea, but that's what it is. Tess. Now, although it's true as the Dira of Asidin Shafim Gechasim that this Dira, this place for Hashem that the Yidin create through their own Kayach Veret, Uvgiton Dur, the Avaydif and Kola Tayra Mitzvachol Prateim, how is it that we create this Dira? Of course, through the carrying out of Tayra Mitzvahs. Shtetis Begoli, so it's true for every part of Tayra, but still, Shtetis Begoli, where do we see it? Then, it is a Mikayim Nitzad Ezatam. When do you see that that's the point when we fulfill a mitzvah, not a mitzvah that's logical and so on, when we fulfill a mitzvah which is, we don't have an understanding of why it's necessary. Necessary. We do it only because Hashem commanded us to do it. The only reason that we can understand why we need to do this is because Hashem said to do it. And not because every mitzvah has with it an accomplishment. Every mitzvah has an impact, whether in the world of Atsilos or it has something that's meaningful here. Every mitzvah does have some sort of an accomplishment. But we don't do it because of, the, uh, because of what the mitzvah can accomplish for us. We do it only because Hashem told us to do it. And as, we, as is well known, what the, our sages tell us, that even if we were commanded to chop wood, we would do that too. Now the question has to be asked, what were we commanded not to chop wood? We were commanded to wave a lulav in an esrit. How is that any different than chopping wood? So what's the meaning of even if we were commanded to chop wood, we would still do it? We were commanded many mitzvahs like that, which don't make any sense to us. The answer to, to that is, a lulav in an esrit has a purpose. It has its spiritual impact. It manipulates things in Atsilas and so on, so it does have a real purpose. Chopping wood has no spiritual meaning at all. It doesn't mean anything spiritually at all. But if Hashem had told us to chop wood, which means it has no real impact, it doesn't accomplish anything, we would still do it, because that's what Hashem said to do. That's the meaning of that statement. So in other words, when we do a mitzvah only because we're doing that which Hashem told us to carry out. Even though, in fact, every mitzvah does have a a purpose. And even in in those things which are menagi Yisrael. And also when we do a minig Yisrael, which is not commanded by Hashem. So therefore, over there, by those mitzvahs which you do only because Hashem commanded them. So therefore you see the connection that the Yidin have to Hashem in fulfilling those mitzvahs. A deeper connection. But minhag, because it doesn't even come from Hashem, so therefore it's fully by initiated by the Yidin. It's fully by our own avoda and b'kayach atzmam. In other words, that Hashem's will that the Yidin shall fulfill min Hagi Yisrael is fabliben nochmer behelim v'sis deratzon of Torah mitzvah b'chlal. That will Hashem really does want the min Hagi Yisrael. In other words, obviously we wouldn't be doing something if we didn't think that this is pleasing to Hashem. But the how is it pleasing to Hashem? The fact that it's pleasing to Hashem is so concealed and so high and removed from us, even more than Torah mitzvah b'chlau. And therefore it does, never came down as a mitzvah. There are certain mitzvahs that we do only because Hashem told us to do because we don't understand why they're necessary. That's a high level which expresses that we're doing things for Hashem. But a, a minhag doesn't even have the benefit of Hashem having told us to do it. In other words, that the fact that it's pleasing to Hashem is so concealed that it never made its way down into being commanded to us. 
therefore there is no command to do the minig. And thus is the beer, but and that might be the explanation. That through the minig of the Eden celebrating with the Torah, that's why that reaches to the level where we now adorn the Torah with the crown. Because that the crown means that it's higher than Torah itself. Even higher than Luchashnias. In other words, that how do we reach that we can adorn the Torah with something which is even higher than the Torah itself by doing the minig of Simchas Torah? Because a minig reaches into that place where it's so concealed that this is the the uh, the will of excuse me the will of Hashem that it never even expresses itself as an actual mitzvah. How is it higher than the Luchashniyas? The Luchashniyas, as in Zay, is Ikarat Goshev Kabbalos HaLuchas Vatayim Eden, even though, as we said before, by the Luchashniyas, the focus and emphasis is on the Yidin, that they should be able to receive the Torah as distinct from the first Luchas, where it was all about giving it from Desvegen still, it's taka the focus of the Yidden, but still, since they're ultimately still given from above, and this is similar to the bracha, that even though the purpose of the bracha is for the benefit of the receiver of the bracha, but in the end, it's given by the one giving the blessing. The purpose is the one receiving it, but the giver is the one giving it. But the, the minig is, in the So therefore, the luchashniyas are still not, cannot be seen as the end, in other words, that which comes after the end. And therefore, through the Luchashniyas, all you can reach is that which Hashem envisioned for creation. And the Luchashniyas is the ultimate of that, the even higher level of that than the Luchashniyas. But it doesn't reach further back than the than Tchila, because it's not Saif Masa, it's not the Hatzlocha, which was totally unexpected. But through the Yin doing the minig of celebrating with the Torah on Shavuos Torah, so freeing zich with the Torah shine noch the nesinus Torah mulmaila after it was given mulmaila. In other words, the minig is something which comes after the the second luchas as well. Is this bedugmet in an atzlocha? That is similar to the idea of atzlocha that he explained. Was his do dafke and seif ma'isa, which comes. Only something which can be expected after it's all done, after the project is done, and it came out in a in a superlative way, in a way that you never expected. Those was the length in them and that's what can reach back to the tchila to that part, that place where the intent is so deeply rooted in the in Hashem that it can't even even be revealed in the tchila samachshava and the in the plan that He envisioned for creation for the Torah. Yud but according to this the first question that we ask becomes even greater since the what is reached through Simchas Torah is this very elusive place of Atzlacha and the Rinyu from Eir and Baruch is one of the by Luchas Arishayinus and the Eir and Baruch are both things which can be reached through the first Luchas which happened on Shavuos and by Luch, by Luchas Hashniyus Yom Kippur so they could be reached the first Luchas and Shavuos the second Luchas and Yom Kippur is favos ved gezokt in the sicha so then why does he say as oich shari oiron shari brachas and if a bunim mitzim chustayra dafke so then why are the oira and and the bracha which are connected to the first luchas and the second luchas which come before shminiat says before simchustayra so then why is it reached only through simchustayra the oira and bracha are attainable even through the luchas rishonis and luchas shniyas. So we'll understand this by first explaining that which we find as 
that when a person learns properly, which means yagaita, you put your full effort into learning. Fun Eden that when a yid learns taita properly, they, we can even add to the taita. We add an element, a dimension to the taita. It goes so far that our yid is even obligated, is expected to be mechadish, to bring a new idea into taita, as it's expressed by la fashola, to increase to the taita. The same by that as we know that a minigisrol which doesn't originate in taita, but it becomes taita. In other words, when a yid, when the yidin adopt a minig, so therefore now there's a new dimension in Taira which wasn't there before because it never existed in Taira. The yidin took on a minig, so now it became Taira. Well, so you have to ask the question. Hein emes, it might be true. As mitzad, then was the shaydish when Hashem Yisrael was hechav in Taira. That because the neshama of a yid even is higher than Taira, so we can understand we can understand how a yid is able to bring a new idea to Taita because we originate in a higher level so we're able to bestow a new element to Taita but we still have to understand we can understand how the yidin can do something which even transcends Taita we come from a higher level, we can do something which transcends Torah. But how does that become part of Torah? That still needs to be explained. Not only are we obligated to do the Gzeris, all those things that the Chachamim instituted on our behalf. Not only do we have to do that, but we all, they also become a part of Taira itself. It's possible that the Chachamim should say, the Taira doesn't expect this, but we're telling you that you have to do it. But how does that become a chilek of Taira itself? How, does that be, how is that included into the body of Taira then? As it uh, says, as he said before, in the gates of Menagi Yisrael, in regards to Menhagim, which the Yidin took on, even those Menhagim which were not instituted by the Supreme Court, but they came at a later time. And even those Menhagim, as Menagi Yisrael Taira, are called Taira. Menagi Yisrael is Taira. So, how we can take on to do something. And it has a very important role because our Nisham has come from a higher level than Taita. But how does it become a part of Taita? Is the beer in them? So the explanation is in Taita, and if Adam Tzvei that in Taita itself there are two levels. Number one, the Taita is Chachmasiv Ritzayin Yisbarich, the fact that the Taita is the will and wisdom of Hashem. Vos Mitzad the Bechina Fun Chachma Veratzin is Taita Oiz Gishtelt Azoi that because it is. Chachmeviratzin, the wisdom and the will of Hashem, Taira is expressed in such a way as a zaynefaran in yonav a zaynevernischanishdurchidin that there are certain things which are accomplished that are brought new ideas which are brought into Taira through the yidin. Since they are chachma, the Taira is chachma, so a yid can add chachma too. Number two, a second level. The fact that Hashem and the Torah are one. Not that the Torah comes, originates from the wisdom of Hashem, or even from the will of Hashem, which is even a higher level, but the fact that the Torah is one with Hashem. It's tied into the essence of Hashem. And it's because of this idea that it's part of Hashem, it's because of this that it can become a part of Taira itself. In the first level, a Yid can come up with a new idea, which is also Chachma. But in, because of the second level where the Taira is, is one with Hashem, it is the same core essence, because of that, the Yidin can also add to the Taira itself that this becomes a part of the Taira itself. The Minhagim, the things that the Yidin add to the Taira become a part of the Taira itself, as I'll explain now. The Baal, as the Kavanah is since the ultimate purpose, intent of Hashem. 
as Eden's all machadis and in Torah bekeichasim that the Eden should bring new ideas to the Torah through their own efforts. And it's because of this, this brings out that the Eden are also rooted in the essence of Hashem. The Torah is rooted in the essence of Hashem. The Eden are rooted in the essence of Hashem. So when the Eden add to Torah, it brings out their connection to the essence of Hashem. Which is why they can add uh, to the Torah, which is uh, the essence of Hashem. The Diber, therefore, know them ben Ivi Eden. Those a machadish an Indian. When a yid is machadish, brings a new idea to Torah. Pail nam shachas atzmos. Through this being machadish, which brings out their es- the connection to essence, therefore they draw down. That's what the meaning of they draw down essence. They reveal their connection to essence. They accomplished this also in the Torah itself. Similar to what it says in Sefer Aboyer, as David that David Hamelech was able to connect the Torah with Hashem. And the Ribe ver the Chidush say the Chidushim was in learning up from Torah the Yagaita. So therefore, these chidushim, these new ideas, which both the ones that the Yidin learned through their efforts in learning Torah, so, and also the new things that they, that they bring to Torah, meaning the new minhagim that they adopt, that's why they become a part of the Torah, both the things which a Yid applies his mind and therefore comes up with a new idea in Torah itself, and also the things that we simply add to Torah by adopting Numen Hagim, they become part of Torah itself. Because by doing that, we, we reveal, we draw out that the Yidin are rooted in Atmos and the Torah is rooted in Atmos. In other words, it shows the commonality between the Yidin and the Torah. And when a Yid brings out a new idea, it is what Torah is. A Yid is the essence of Hashem, Torah is the essence of Hashem. When a Yid brings out a new idea, it is the essence of Hashem. It is the essence of Torah. Because it's the essence, it comes from the essence of the Yid. So therefore, that they all are one. It brings out that we're all one and the same. Torah, the Yid, and Hashem are all one. And based on this, we can also understand in the Sicha now. That which the Friediger Rebbe says in that Sicha has Nishno Shari Atzlocha. That it's not only the gates of Atzlocha which we capture through Torah, nor Oich Shari Oiron Shari on Simchas Torah, specifically on Simchas Torah, because it's only through Simchas Torah we understand the connection to Atzlocha. The question was why Oir and Bracha also only on Simchas Torah? Because you also Eire and Bracha have a connection to Simchas Torah, which is Simchas Torah, something which is a, uh, brought about through Yidin. Even though Eire and the Bracha are found in Torah, not necessarily in the way the Yidin bring out Torah, but in the Torah as it is on the lower level. So why are they connected to Simchas Torah? Because Amitis Inya from Eire is, what is the true nature of Eire? Asiz Meir Begili Alzvas Sizda in Moir. What does the, the ultimate perfect Eire is, light is, when it completely reveals its source, the source of the light? That's the, the purpose of Eire, is to reveal, to illuminate, to bring, bring forth the Moir, the source of light. When it does that perfectly, so then it reaches the ultimate level of Eir. Eir does versus mitzadatz gilui. And when is it ultimately perf- perfect? When it can even reveal that which is beyond being revealed, that which transcends the Moir, that's which which cannot be seen in the Moir or in the light. When the light is able to bring out even that, to reveal even that, then you find the perfect expression of Eir. The same is also true for bracha. Meaning bracha in the context where the Torah which is given to the Yidin to be uh, you know, experienced by them. So the ultimate is when we can bring out, when we could see in the Eira and the bracha the, that which transcends the normal, that which transcends even the Machshavat Chila, the hidden 
intent of Hashem in Torah and in Bracha in what the, he wanted out of Torah. And since the real meaning of Torah is the fact that it is one with Hashem, not that it is the wisdom of Hashem, or even that it is the will of Hashem, it's the fact that it is one with Hashem, it brings out the essence, the essential connection between Torah and Hashem. So therefore it comes out that it's only on Simchas Torah. When the Yidin are successful in connecting the Torah to its source, to its crown, to that which transcends its meaning to say, as he explained, to the fact that it is the essence of Hashem, and they're able to draw down and reveal the true source of Torah, that the Torah is connected, rooted in the very essence of Hashem. Only then can you truly reveal, can you truly say that you've reached the ultimate of Therefore, together with the gate of success of Atzlocha, you also reach you can reach Oira and Bracha also in its perfect state.